And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, indeed. Friday Eve, we've arrived. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, it's coming back to uh, life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give a little bit of CPR. We'll see I've if it I've given sticks. up. I've given up. No need to do it. No need. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our keyword news portion of the day. We're going to try to clarify some of these major headlines for our listeners. This is our first pick of the day. Crackdown on greed. So President Yoon has called on the private sector to help curb soaring costs for the country's most vulnerable people. He especially targeted banks and communication services to maybe cut down on prices or, well, delay raising the prices. Run us through what he said. Right. He was speaking while presiding over a meeting over the country's economy ministers to discuss how to tackle uh, cost of living pressures. Uh, we've certainly seen a lot of things get more expensive uh, over the past uh, months and year or so. And he said private sector players need to voluntarily join efforts to share the pain by helping keep prices stable. He ordered measures to boost competition in the uh, banking and communication services, uh, specifically in banking. You stress the need to reduce the loan deposit margin or the difference between interest rates on loans and those on deposits uh, in communications. Yoon called for further diversifying uh, mobile phone plans to give people more options to save on phone bills. Um, Korea is relatively more expensive in its kind of price plans for mobile phone subscriptions mm. and uh, the, um, the, monthly uh, fees. The, the monthly fees, yes, uh, when compared to other nations. Uh, and there's not really that much of a choice when it comes to uh, price plans. Uh, there are a few options for uh, kind of a, a cheaper options, but mm -hmm. they are still relatively more expensive. And the kind of the data and the uh, and the benefits you get from these cheaper uh, price plans aren't really that beneficial. Uh, so I think there's some criticism there. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the same time, the government said it would launch a task force this month to study ways to improve business practices at banks. Uh, this comes amid concerns about their big profits and uh, generous uh, retirement payouts, uh, over 300 to 400% bonuses for those working in the banking sector. Mm. Um, now, the task force would draw up measures by the end of June. The measures include ways to boost uh, competition, uh, improve compensation schemes, strengthen the loss-absorbing capacity and, redu and reduce uh, reliance on interest income in the uh, banking sector. It'll also aim to come up with ways to expand fixed rates, lending and increase banks' contribution uh, mm. to society. President Yoon uh, previously, uh, just a, a couple of days ago, said banks do have this kind of obligation to serve the public as well, so they can't just be seen as solely as a private entity. It does mm. have some public um, responsibilities as well. So um, it is quite rare for uh, the government to kind of comment or trying to step in right. uh, in private sector affairs. Uh, it may face some criticism in that regard, but it's in the climate and the era that we're living in at the moment, uh, there are other people who, all, who are also 
welcoming this kind of government's intervention as well. Okay, we'll have to see how the banks respond to that. I mean, it's not as if they don't have a stance. Uh, it is, as you've said, rare for the president and its office to intervene and say the bank owes the public uh, mm. some sort of, well, favors, essentially, right? Because they're part yeah. of the private sector. We'll have to wait and see mm. how that pans out. Uh, president Yun has also said the government plans to freeze public utility fees in the first half of the year. So delaying the uh, price hike plan. Tell us the details. Right, so basically a delay uh, for uh, what was to be an increase in the first half of the year to the second half of the year is what President Newt wants. Now, these fees controlled by the government include highway tolls, uh, postal and railroad fees as well. Uh, Yoon called on regional governments to also work to stabilise local public utility fees. He added that the government will control the scope and speed of increases in electricity, gas and other energy fees to minimise uh, people's burdens. We've seen heating prices especially mm. uh, skyrocket uh, during the winter. Uh, so obviously uh, the government wants to control that. And he also vows more generous support to vulnerable groups as well. Uh, soon after the meeting presided by you, the Korea Federation of Banks announced that it would promote what it's called a bank social contribution project worth more than 10 trillion won over the space of three years. Uh, the Seoul Metropolitan Government has also decided to delay fare increases for subway and buses from the first half of this year uh, to the second half uh, as well. Okay, so we did get some response uh, from the federation that represents all the banks in Korea. We'll wait and see how the rest of the measures pan out. Let's move on to our second keyword of the day. Slow job additions. So Korea saw the smallest increase in the number of new jobs in nearly two years in the month of January. This is a sign of the toll of the economic downturn that has taken to the labor market. But a lot of these numbers indicate, well, it can be interpreted different ways, I suppose, which is why clarification is always necessary. What's the latest, Adam? Yeah, so when it, uh, whenever these job numbers come right. out, they do get uh, interpreted in a, well, in the different ways, and it is uh, important to specify and clarify the details of them. Now, the pace of increase has slowed for eight months in a row since May last year, which is indicating a shrinking labor market. If we look at data from Statistics Korea, it shows that the number of employed people came in at just under 27.4 million last month. That's up 1.5% from a year ago. It was the lowest on-year growth since the 314,000 on-year growth that was tallied in March uh, 2021. Uh, the January figure also marked a decrease from 509,000 jobs that were added in December. Uh, Korea's jobless rate moved down half a percentage point on-year to 3.6% in January. The rate for those uh, aged between 15 and 29 moved down 0.1 percentage point on-year to just under 6%. Now, the overall growth was primarily led by those aged 60 and older, with 400,000 jobs uh, being added in that age group. The number of jobs for those in their 40s and 20s, on the other hand, moved down uh, mm. 63,000 and 43,000, respectively, over the period. So it just goes to show that a lot of these jobs that are occupied by those over 60 and older tend to be temporary, right. irregular job positions. The most economically active are those in their 20s, 30s and 40s. Those job numbers seem to be dwindling. Um, new jobs were mainly created in the welfare, accommodation, restaurants and communication industries. Uh, jobs uh, from the retail, wholesale, uh, as well as transportation and agricultural sectors 
uh, lost ground. Now, why is this happening? Well, a hike in borrowing costs uh, typically weighs down employment as businesses and households cut their spending. We've seen record high uh, interest rate hikes happening here uh, in Korea and other uh, advanced economies as well due to inflation. Uh, Korea's exports especially logged a steeper on-year decline in January on weak demand for semiconductors and other items. That's another thing that's weighing down on the economy and subsequently um, uh, adding to the struggles of companies uh, to keep employees. Uh, that's deepening concerns over the country's uh, economic growth momentum as well, because Korea is obviously a very export-dependent country. Uh, now, accordingly, the country's job growth is expected to slow by a wider margin starting next month as well. So it's not the end of this slow uh, pace of job additions. The unemployment rate, however, is expected to remain uh, nearly flat considering the decreasing uh, population. So some demographical aspects um, there. Mm. So. Uh, just because the unemployment rate seems to be steadying doesn't mean that there are uh, no uh, or a boost in jobs. That's right. just a, basically a demographical uh, factor. Okay, so be make sure to take that into consideration when looking at those numbers. As you've said, for those in their 20s and 30s trying to get their first jobs, quality jobs, mm-hmm. it might still prove to be difficult in the months ahead. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Korea-Mongolia meeting. So President Yoon has met with Mongolia's prime minister and agreed to boost cooperation in various sectors. I'll run us through what was discussed and which shared interests they have. Right, so uh, President Yoon, uh, back on uh, the busy diplomacy schedule, the Mongolian prime minister is visiting on a five-day official visit to South Korea. He met with Yoon at the presidential office. Uh, it is the first time in 12 years, in fact, for a Mongolian prime minister to actually visit the country. The two leaders agreed to expand cooperation in exploring, uh, developing and trading rare metals in Mongolia. It is a resource-rich uh, country to bolster the supply chain of Korea's electronic goods uh, and components. The Mongolian prime minister also delivered a handwritten letter from the Mongolian president expressing the country's support for Korea's bid to host the World Expo uh, in Busan in the year 2030. Now, Yun welcomed the letter saying the hosting of the expo will not only strengthen people-to-people exchanges, but will result in closer cooperation uh, in various sectors. Uh, The two countries also agreed to set up a new committee to hold an annual regular meeting on the rare material uh, supply chain. It will be jointly led by trade officials from both nations. Uh, Foreign Minister Pak Jin also held talks with his Mongolian counterpart, who delivered the Mongolian government's support again for Seoul's push to host the expo uh, in Busan. Uh, Pak expressed his thanks for the support. He noted that the event will serve as an opportunity for Seoul to share its vision in climate change response and uh, cooperative development with the international society. Uh, The two ministers also shared their push for the establishment of mutually beneficial cooperation in the international arena, such as the um, United Nations. So a lot of busy diplomacy with Mongolia happening. Uh, Mm -hmm. This delegation has arrived uh, from Mongolia that is being led by the Prime Minister. Uh, We'll have to see what other agreements and things come out from his visit. All right, let's move on to situation Turkey and Syria. This is our fourth keyword of the day. Earthquake rescue. So Korea is sending another rescue team, as well as aid, to help with the rescue and recovery efforts, particularly in Turkey. Tell us the details. 
Right, well, this is a 21-member squad, uh, including 10 medical workers. They will depart tonight. Uh, depart tonight. The government is also sending 55 tons of aid materials. That includes more tents and uh, blankets. Uh, the first team that is already on the ground and has rescued a few people uh, is to move from the city of Adana before heading back home this week. So the second team is basically replacing the first one. Uh, the government says helping rebuild Turkey is the new priority for Korea. Uh, it says the team will also share expertise in facilitating a return to life before the tragedy. Uh, now, the relief work will begin from uh, the city of Adana, which is north of Antakya, that still offers a vantage point for reconstruction uh, efforts. The decision was to factor in the realities of the rapidly closing survival window and the growing fears over uh, looting and hygiene as well. Some countries have already pulled their teams out over such concerns, um, examples of which, on Sunday, two German aid groups withdrew their mission, saying they would resume work once Turkish authorities fully addressed safety concerns. Uh, and those concerns were addressed by the Turkish president, uh, who has vowed action against those involved in uh, looting and kidnapping as well. So uh, that's obviously an area of concern for these rescuers from these different countries. Um, the death toll in Turkey, uh, and, Turkey and Syria is now well over 41,000 uh, and still rising. There are still, there, however, some uh, miraculous rescues that are being reported, though. Uh, for example, a mother and two children uh, rescued from the city of Antakya 228 hours after the earthquake, which certainly is um, a very miraculous rescue considering the time frame. A lot of people aren't able to survive with a lack of water uh, after 228 hours, especially. But it seems like a lot of a uh, few people rather mm. are uh, managing to survive these mm. harsh conditions. But these are miracles, and these rescues are far and few between. Uh, focus is shifting to support uh, supporting survivors. Uh, now, for the most part, most of the region's sanitation infrastructure is also damaged or rendered inoperable by the earthquakes and health authorities uh, do face a daunting task in trying to ensure that people now remain uh, disease uh, free. Uh, because if you've seen the dark conditions of the tents and outdoors, uh, it, it does concern us, right? And this is why our rescue team that's being sent from South Korea largely consists of medical professionals, as you've right. said. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our final keyword of the day. Visas open. So China will begin issuing short-term visas to South Korean citizens on Saturday. This comes just over a month since China took retaliatory measures against Korea's toughened border measures. Uh, we... <laughs> we decided to go back on it. They decided to go back on it. And all is yeah. well with the world. It's all uh, these kind of reciprocal and yeah. retaliatory moves happening tip for tat. And we've seen this a lot with uh, Korea and China. Uh, a lot of retaliatory economic uh, actions and measures taking place. And it seems there's uh, no difference between these kind of visa restrictions as mm -hmm. well. If you remember, Korea resumed issuing short-term visas to people uh, traveling from China starting last Saturday as the ratio of those testing positive for COVID-19 on arrival dropped uh, to the 1% range. And uh, the cases include only known variants of the virus as well. So... Uh, Korea deems that the situation is manageable and therefore it lifted that restriction. Uh, the Chinese embassy says business, transit and general visas for personal visits will be reinstated. Um, and it's interesting that that transit visa 
uh, to Koreans will also resume on Saturday as well. Normally, China allows transit passengers to stay in some cities without visas for up to 144 hours while waiting for a connecting flight. And Korea was excluded from that list, but China has uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, suspended that visa for travelers from Korea uh, last month, right. which was seemed uh, a bit harsh at the time, uh, because usually it's, it's reserved for layovers. Now, Korea still maintains, though, COVID testing requirements for travelers coming from China. Uh, China did not confirm whether its mandatory PCR testing rule uh, in retaliation to that uh, will be lifted as well. So if we do see the testing requirement being lifted, then China could, of course, uh, reciprocate by lifting that testing rule as well. So that seems to be the only remaining kind of restriction at the moment from China, uh, travelers from China, and we'll have to see if China responds in turn mm. uh, if Korea does uh, ease that rule. Okay, so it seems as though the, the lift of the visa ban it c- c- certainly is an alleviation for business travelers who had these long-term mm. trips planned, right? So yeah. there you have it. Thank you very much, Aaron, for today's coverage. Have a safe day. We'll see you tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.